SNL cast member Shane Gillis was fired for using anti-Asian slurs. Did you hear about this in a statement? He said to the press, he said, uh, me sorry, long time. <laughs> wow. Just wanted to get that joke on again. To... That, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm woke. He has to be fired now. I just wanted to do that news story again. So I, how, do, how would they not, in the modern world that we live in, NBC got rid of the guy. You can't, you can't have that. Yeah. I've heard his stuff, and and honestly, you know, a lot of it's just not great and not defensible, and he threw around those words too much in the modern world and the rest of it. But, you know, they went to him with this stuff, and he said, yeah, you know what, I I was trying to be edgy, I I was reaching, a lot of it was bad. And if I really hurt anybody's feelings, I'm sorry about that, seriously. And some of it was fairly recent, like a year ago, but I can't imagine... The stuff I would have said on a podcast or in Twitter form mm-hmm. when I was 20 years old, right. there'd be a lot of stuff that would absolutely not fly today. Right. But he had to go on the hu- the funeral pyre. He could not apologize sincerely and say, I've changed, I've learned, blah, blah, blah. So that's the state of thing. At, at what point do does fans expressing, hey, show that I like, I don't like this that you're doing, mm-hmm. When does that turn into the the cancel culture kind of pendulum? Because I, I, I'm I'm interested in in what is market forces and and a sure, show listening to their that. audience. I get that. And right. what is is over reactionary? An example: Thursday night football. What week before last we talked about right. how they had a new graphic on there and, and right. Twitter hated it. Just the coloring of the digital graphic. And on the so they, they like. changed their graphic at halftime. Was that cancel culture? No. Canceling <laughs> something they didn't like from a show, saying we hate this. Yeah. I'm not going to watch anymore if you don't change. Yeah. Well, y- your your question's absolutely a good one, Sean, but it's it's a little more complicated than that. It, it it's a discussion of the attitude as opposed to is it legitimate that an audience can say we don't want this? Of course it is. What guys like me are saying to them is you are imposing a standard on other human beings that would be terrifying if it were imposed on you. We're becoming these harshly judgmental and savage Puritans. Um, and that's not a good look. That's all I'm saying. I mean, if the guy's just not funny, boot his ass off. I mean, it's not like I'm I'm that much of a St. Francis of Assisi when it comes to, to entertainment. Well, it, you know, he's going to be in sketch comedy. I don't know how much decision-making he was going to have over the content. but Whatever. Big change for his career. You get on Saturday Night Live, you got a decent shot at the super big time. Sure. Like the really, really big time. Yeah. Now at least not. dating a superstar of some sort. Well, yeah. Briefly. <laughs> Certainly. Briefly is enough. So we have a number of stories from the science desk here. Oh, that's right. I wanted to pay off the mosquito thing that I ran out of time for, and I'll, I'll reset it if you didn't hear it, because we have different hours of the show that are on in different places in the country. So this might be the first you've heard of us today. Good morning. It's a great day. Or isn't? afternoon or evening. Hello. Depending on where you are. Um, so there was. A, I'll just go with hello. Hello. Scientists figured out. Can you how, edit out that other stuff, Michael? <laughs> thank you. Scientists figured out how to genetically modify mosquitoes so they can't reproduce, and they thought so. We introduced these, these these males or females, whichever it was, that can't reproduce, and we could wipe out the mosquito population. Other scientists I said. I like mosquitoes. <laughs> Right, sir. Other scientists said you can't mess with Mother Nature at that level. You just you don't know what's going to happen. Some talk show hosts said that too. You know, I've never seen Jurassic Park. Wow, it's a good I, flick. I haven't seen the new one. I saw the uh, um, a Lego version of Jurassic Park recently, so I got the gist of it. Right. So 
It was similar, right? They thought that'd be kind of cool to bring back dinosaurs, but it got out of hand. Well, the uh, the famous line is, you spent so much time thinking of what you could do, you didn't spend any time thinking of if you should do it. Yeah, well, that's kind of like the mosquito thing. So, But for whatever reason, they decided to introduce it in Brazil. Now, mosquitoes are incredibly deadly. They're the most deadly beast on Earth. They kill more people than any other animal and always have. Um, spreading diseases and whatnot. So they introduced this in Brazil, and it looked like a big success. Um, after a year, the mosquito population had dwindled down to, to to much less than it was, and a lot less people were getting sick from mosquito bites. A utopia. But then 18 months in, the mosquitoes came back bigger and more of them than they ever had before, and now they're resistant to a lot of the things that they used to use to control mosquitoes, these these new hybrids. Wow. The Brazilian native mosquito was bred with Cuban and Mexican breeds, Genetically altered in the lab, and the comeback is they don't know what to do now. Um, yeah, another kind of parallel to the Jurassic Park is they attempted to control how many dinosaurs would be in this fictional island by only making female dinosaurs. And one of the, the scientists, well, nature finds a way. You can't control that. Nature will will figure out a way to make more of themselves. <clears throat> and so what they do, mate with squirrels or what? Uh, well, they, they watch that movie. <laughs> So anyway, so we'll see what happens on the planet Earth with that development. That's what's going to wipe us out. We're going to do some stupid thing like that. Either artificial intelligence or genetically modifying people or beasts of some sort. Is, yeah. We're going to do it to ourselves somehow. A couple other things. Very uh, briefly, the uh, peanut allergy treatment uh, mm. is essentially a peanut flour, um, but it's going to cost $4,200 a dose or whatever. The the Atlantic has an overly long article. How many doses do you need? Um, I don't know. Uh, only like a third of the article printed, so I'm a bit at sea on that. But uh, we'll, we'll take a look at that more. And, and certainly if your kid has peanut allergies, you're probably aware of what's going on. Yeah, but that'd be a huge breakthrough. But it's like treating any other allergy. Like I, I, I took shots for years for, you know, your, your in-the-air allergies. Your plants and crap. What is, is there a term for that? Although I don't know, you know seasonal allergies. Yeah, I, don't know. Yeah. I, I just can't imagine what a relief that would be, though. If you could bring it down from the level of you come in contact with a peanut and you're going to die, right? To something that's you know the sniffles or or and that gives you a headache. Jeez, oh, yeah. yeah, that would be wonderful. So you know, maybe we'll get into that a little bit later on down the line. And then there's also this story that caught my attention. I don't know if you've heard about it, but um, there. It turns out there's a sperm donor who uh, they think the product of his, uh, his uh, well, his sperm includes at least a dozen children diagnosed with autism. Ooh. They're conceived with sperm from the same donor. Wow. Yeah, and... Um, and the uh, and autism experts from around the world are flocking to see if they can figure out uh, what's going on, um, because autism affects an estimated one out of fifty nine children in the United States, which is just astounding. How could it be that high? And they're they're still you know they're a ways from figuring out what exactly is going on. And I debated for a long time. I talked to Jack about this off the air yesterday. Um, I debated whether to even bring this up for a number of reasons, but, you know, I know I would be grateful hearing it, I think. Um, Shout out to other parents who deal with this sort of thing. So my eldest kid, Kate, who is now 
26, going on 27, um, and has given me permission to talk about this sort of thing on the air. Uh, she is uh, on the autism spectrum. Um, it's not a severe point in the spectrum, but it's, it's bad enough. Um, and she is, uh, at this point, we talked to her Sunday night, and she is, at this point, um, living in a hotel with her fiancé, um, because they couldn't afford their apartment and the one they were going to move into, it's been postponed for some reason because of maintenance issues. And so they're living in a hotel. They got in a car wreck. She got scammed out of way more money than she could afford. I mean, like, she could afford a tenth of it and be okay. And so it's now broke and looking at... um. You know, the fees and penalties and stuff you get from your bank um, for, like, being way overdrawn and stuff. Um, and uh, and also is trying as hard as she can to hold on to her mental health so that she can work um, more than part-time. Uh, and, and this was my Sunday evening, uh, talking to her for a long time on the phone. And... Uh, She's also one of the most wonderful people I've ever known in my life. She's so incredibly kind and generous and 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 spirited and brave and the rest of it. But uh, she got dealt just a horrific hand of cards, just horrific. And the thing Judy and I um, and and some of you have kids who are worse off, and I understand that. And you know, I'm I'm grateful we have what we have as a family. Um, but man, trying to figure out as as parents. How much help to give? How much bailing out of problems to do? How much gung-ho positive stuff and how much corrective... I hate to use the term lecturing, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, You know, you don't go to a golf lesson and then not tell you what you're doing wrong. Um, Mm. You know, and, and how to handle that while respecting her... Right and and desire to be independent is so friggin' hard. Oh God! And and I tell you what, we we can afford to help them when we think it's appropriate. Thank God! I can't imagine how gut wrenching it is if if you're broke too, you know, and can't help. But anyway, like I say, there's I don't think there's any point to this other than to say to people who deal with similar stuff. Uh, I have an idea of what you're going through, and you have my sympathy. I wish I could offer more, but I can't because I'm trying to figure out my own GD situation and, and what to do about it. But anyway, life goes on. I like what you said the other day about uh, that our, our friend uh, Kelly said. You're only as happy as your least happy kid Yeah, as a parent, and that uh, seems to be the truth with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I can put a single uh, cap on Which this. is not a curse. It's just the way it is. Uh, it sounds a little like a curse. It does sound if I was if I was not a parent, it would sound like a curse. As a parent, it doesn't feel like a curse. It's the best thing ever, which is difficult to explain. Um, <clears throat> I could put a great cap on this, but I hesitate to do it in the way I ought to do it. I will just tell you this: what uh, Thomas Sowell said, the great uh, writer philosopher, about um, if you take children from a single family. It would be impossible. What it would take to give them similar or the same outcomes in life, it's an impossibility. It can't be done. The idea of doing it for every person in a society 
is an idiotic fantasy. Um, it can't be done. As I look at my three children, are so different from each other. Um, but it, you know, it's a, that's not a not compassionate thing to say. It's just realism. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we all get different um, um, uh, talents, abilities, or things that hold us back. Right. And then we all make different decisions. And, uh, I mean, there's just so much to it. Yeah, I tell you what, though, you find yourself riding high. Life has a uh, way of reminding you of, of exactly how high you're not riding. Right. Yeah. But, right. Oh, well. Uh, to quote uh, Dan Rather, courage. That's a good one. That's an okay Not when one. Dan Rather says it, but no. <laughs> yeah. When other I people just, say it, it I guess, okay. You know what? Double that's, standard. That's my point. That is a double standard. That's my point to other parents. Courage. I'm rooting for you. When I mentioned that I was going to buy an AR-15, do you think I got many texts about that? <laughs> it stands for Armalite. Armorite? What's it stand for? I don't know. Don't. Oh, God. Here they can. Now you've <laughs> angered them. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Thing. So on the guy from SNL getting fired for doing uh, Asian stuff, I guess, he might be re- meeting with Andrew Yang, kind of a publicity stunt. But anyway, uh, not as not as publicity stunty as Caller 9 gets $10,000 on the debate stage. <laughs> now that's a publicity stunt. Yeah, I'd say. Um, uh, we got this text. My daughter was born in China. She occasionally for laughs talks in a stereotypical Chinese restaurateur's accent when we eat. You want <gasps> noodle? You want noodle? I give you noodle. <laughs> It's funny at home, but embarrassing outside her home. I would laugh till I cry. Oh, I know. Aside from this, I find the Chinese are like Irish. I'm half Irish myself, and that they are not perturbed by ethnic stereotyping. Of course, I speak for over one billion Chinese here. <laughs> Thank you. But it's a time saver to have you around. Your daughter saying you want noodles. Yeah. Oh boy. And no. this. Have we had this on the air or not? I can't keep track of what we've done and what we haven't. You know what? Anyway, I, I'm trying. I'm 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 scanning my memory banks right now. I mean, people who I've actually known. I'm trying to think of a single person I've ever known who wasn't okay with jokes about their own ethnicity as long as they were not offered hatefully. I mean, I've made I've known black people who make all sorts of black jokes. I got an Asian friend who's hilarious about Asian people. Um, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. The woke crowd is going to kill us. So maybe we've done this, maybe we haven't. I don't remember. Anyway, so do you remember uh, Christine Ford? She was the woman that testified against Kavanaugh. Dr. Such Blasey a Ford, yes. And um, she claims that he tried to rape her, which is, you know, that's a pretty serious thing. And she was constantly referencing her friend Leland. Leland this, Leland that, Leland and I. Her best friend Leland. Well, in that new book that's out that's gotten so much attention from the New York Times, Leland says, I don't have any confidence in the story. She told the authors of the book. Right. Those facts together, I don't recollect, and it just doesn't make any sense. So Leland is not near as on board as uh, Dr. Ford led us to believe. Right. Not only that, but uh, the intriguingly named Leland Kaiser says, um, I don't think I was ever at 
that house or any gathering like that, and I have no idea who Brett Kavanaugh is in terms of my youth. I've looked at his picture. I can't place it at all. Not only was I not at some sort of wild sex-crazed party with him, I'm not sure I ever met him. So that was that whole episode and continues to be. I hope that this weekend and the New York Times getting embarrassed is the end of the, the Kavanaugh thing. Surely it is. But that whole episode is one of the crazier things that's happened. One of the crazier, more witch-hunty things that's happened in modern American history. Half of America has no idea of that. They think the opposite. They think a rapist is on the Supreme Court. And they will tell you that. You're right. Um, Do you think we're more likely to have something like that again in the future or less likely? I think it's virtually assured. Right. Even if the New York Times would shy away from it, there are a hundred other outlets that wouldn't. Starting with, you know, CNN, MSNBC, NBC. You know what's going to be shocking to the senses is when um, it flips sides and it starts being the other side. You get a, a Elizabeth Warren's president or whatever. And then and now we're doing everything kind of reverse. Although although you wouldn't have the enlistment of the uh, corporate media to help you with the all this stuff. The entirety of media. Right. Yeah, that's kind of a nice ally yeah. to have. Yeah. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshal? Well, Trump issues a challenge to the New York Times. We've had another celebrity death. And on an entirely different note, there has been a break in the Winston Churchill golden toilet caper. Coming up. Okay, I followed that briefly uh, over the weekend where his golden toilet went, so perhaps we figured that out. Kevin Hart is being sued for $60 million by a woman says she was uh, taped having sex with him unknowingly. She didn't know that she was being taped or that the tape existed. Mm. And uh, for some reason, she wants $60 million out of that. I mean, that ain't cool. I don't know why you get $60 million for it. Emotional distress and invading her privacy. Because he has $60 million? Is that why you go for $60 million? Yeah, I mean, she. she I, I see the basis for the lawsuits. Oh, yeah, million absolutely. I mean, I'm 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 upset on a daily basis, um, and I don't get paid by anybody for that. <laughs> so sixty seems high. Yeah, mm. you can live the rest of her life really on probably four million. Let's throw in one for emotional distress. Next case. Yeah, I'm um. Judge Joe. When am I going to get my show? <laughs> I'm very judgmental. Does the sex tape come out, Kevin Hart? I'd assume it had all already had. I suppose it could be. I don't know that, but I haven't heard anything about it. People fornicate on the internet already. I would think if there's a tape of Kevin Hart having sex, I would be aware of it by now. I don't know. Is he really, really funny while he does it? I haven't looked for it. Let's uh, do the news now, Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump is calling out the New York Times reporters who published a recent story about Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. The newspaper issued a correction for the story that detailed a new sexual misconduct allegation against Kavanaugh, noting in the correction that friends of the woman allegedly involved in the incident says she didn't remember it at all. Mr. President, just stay out of it. You're winning. You're winning this one? Just leave it alone. What did he say? At a rally in New Mexico yesterday, Trump told the crowd, I call for the resignation of everybody at the New York Times involved in the Kavanaugh Spearstone. There you go. Yeah, you know, that wasn't bad. No. 
Um, I'm not into cancel culture on any either side, really. But um, if the New York Times wanted to make a clean break and say, look, we've gone too far. We want to get our act together. They would have to clean house because they're they're so damaged now. I hear a big story about Trump. My first thought is, okay, I'll bet this is bogus. Let me look through it and try to pick it apart. I don't think, oh, wow. Right. What I just saw in the headline might be true. That's not my first thought. Yeah. The problem, of course, for the New York Times, like the old joke about if they cleaned out the dishonest politicians, you know, Washington, D.C. would be empty. There'd be tumbleweeds blowing down the street. How are you going to clean house at the New York Times? You're just... Well, you know what? I, I don't have the authority to say that. I wonder how many old school journalists there are still thinking... This is terrible, what we've become. Well, their old, their old person in charge, what was her name? I usually know her name. I don't remember. She's the one with the... Uh, with the vocal. Uh, really bad vocal breath. You know, she wrote Impressive. that... Hey, Esther! It's not Esther. You know, she went around, she wrote that book, and she went around talking about how we had journalists at the New York Times who were, were willing to throw away all journalistic sensibilities to go after Trump, mm-hmm. and how bothering it was for right. her, and how it was destroying their reputation. And re-electing Trump. Abramson again. is her name. Jill Abramson. But, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm sure she's not a right-winger who liked Trump. She just realizes that once you've, you, once you've uh, convinced a bunch of people that you're not on the up-and-up, you lose all your power. And then you're just MSNBC or CNN. Oh, that's hurtful. Meanwhile, President Trump's outspoken, loyal former campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, is set to appear before the House Judiciary Committee to discuss the report by former special counsel Robert Mueller. The panel is holding its first official hearing in what the Democrats are calling an impeachment investigation. So we don't we can't find our clip. There's my man, Corey. We can't find that clip, and I'll always remember, because I thought that was so interesting. The reason I grabbed it from Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace is because Trump had announced for president. He was at the top of the polls and had been for a while, and they went to his campaign headquarters, and there was nobody there. And Chris Wallace was saying, where is everybody? Oh, there are people. There's my man, Corey. He had one guy (laughs) doing anything as he was running a presidential campaign. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, you know, we'll never know if he was not serious at that point or he didn't think he needed other people or what. I don't know. <laughs> I got a pretty good suspicion. Sad note, longtime political journalist Koki Roberts has passed away. She was 75 years old, complications from breast cancer. She was a congressional reporter and analyst who at one point co-anchored the Sunday political show this week with Sam Donaldson. Oh, for years. That's yep. when I uh, first started getting into hard news. Yep. Sam and Koki. Yep, on ABC. So anyway, she has passed. In other news, police have now arrested a second suspect in the unusual case involving the theft of a golden toilet from Winston Churchill's birthplace. <clears throat> Thomas Valley... Why do you have a gold pot there anyway? I missed that. I'm a Churchill file, and I didn't know that. Thames Valley, that police, Thames Valley police say a 36-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of conspiracy to burgle and has been released pending investigation. The two suspects. Have Where it. was the golden crapper? It was in the Bellum Palace. That is uh, that is uh, Winnie's birthplace. The toilet is a work of art valued at over a million pounds. Whoa! It is part of an art installation that had been installed just a few days before the theft. The artist 
intended the golden toilet to be a pointed satire about excessive wealth. Yes, ah. yes, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I just thought they wanted a gold toilet. <laughs> hey, and lastly, the rumors are finally true. Saved by the Bell is coming back. The show uh, ran for four seasons in the early... Why did you use your happy voice? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's good, that's good news. Oh. If they make Zach Morris the principal, I'm fighting everything. <laughs> oh, right. That does sound like the sort of thing you do, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. That's my ironic happy voice. The show ran for four seasons in the early 90s and just celebrated its 30th anniversary last now, month. Same Fine, cast members or new people or what? I heard Mario Lopez and yeah. Elizabeth Berkeley are the ones that are attached to this so far. Yeah. So they're teachers and they were now. in the old one? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was A.C. Slater and... Uh, That's why we know their names from that show. Okay. Why am I blanking on her name? Elizabeth That's... Berkeley was the girl from the stripper movie. Yep. Yeah, right? That's, That's, That's how they often, got famous. Oft uh, cited as the worst movie of all time. It's and, up there. And what's his name that got beat up by... Uh, he got on Celebrity Boxing? Dustin... Dustin Diamond, a.k.a. Right. Screech, who is... Uh, I, wouldn't be, I would be shocked if he is involved in this in an official capacity. They seem to who have kind of ostracized him. Didn't from... he stab somebody in a bar yeah. or something? He's, yeah. had a, he's had a couple <laughs> rough years. Didn't, <laughs> but didn't he stab somebody who had it come? I can't remember. I believe they deserved the stabbing, but he still stabbed well, them. Well, you're right. There's, uh, unless you're Joe Biden, <laughs> most of us don't approve of stabbing in any context. Remember the straight race? You'd bang them on the curb. Yeah, Put them sure. on the rain yeah. barrel or in the get rain barrel. Rusty. I don't know. They get rusty and yeah. dull, and so you'd really tear flesh, and people would bleed out. Do you Those remember? Good times. Do you you remember the straight razor, and you'd bang them on the cement. And that's that. Those days you used to remember the straight razor. You'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel. No, I get them don't. rusty. Don't remember no, that. No, and you said rusty already. <laughs> not a joke. I know it's not a joke. I know we're ner- we're nervously laughing because we're scared from your story. Yeah, yeah we're freaked out is why we're laughing. I just think it's interesting that it was such a common experience to you. You just assume everybody else right. has straight razors. You They're remember. rusting in their rain barrel. You remember? I apologize for that. When your neighbor's dog would bark, and so you'd poison them and watch him die twitching on the ground. Because you remember <laughs> when you're a jet, you're a gentle. Away. You remember how you used to smother people who snored too much? You remember that? Shoot Not a, a joke. Just for looking at your eyes. Oh, Not a joke. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So what you do is you get a six-foot length of chain. Yeah. So but I'm going to wrap this chain around your head. Right. You handle that. God, how many more of those do we have coming? It's going to be so fun. I'm going to slit your throat, pull your head off, and poop down your windpipe. But I'd like to apologize for calling you Esther. That was totally out of line. And I said, hey, Esther. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What are you doing there? You must have been attacked by a swarm of wasps. I actually have to say, there was some elements of salsa there, not always on time or on rhythm. And, you know, in your hip action, it looked like they were setting cement, your hips. You have to get them going a little bit more. But I have to say, it was strangely entertaining. 
as the review from one of the judges on Dancing with the Has-Beens, <laughs> in which Sean Spicer is one of the participants now. Donald Where the Trump's hell did that come from? Former press secretary? Yeah, so the press secretary for the president, who half of the country thinks was Himmler to Trump's Hitler, is on Dancing with the Stars as we continue to blend real significant life with game shows and whatnot, and just can't really tell the difference, I guess. Putting aside the absurdity of the whole Himmler-Hitler thing, it is exceptional that a, a, a person who is perceived that way, or at least people pretended to perceive him that way. Remember when he came out on the, what show was it, the Emmys? He came out? Yeah, he did a comedic turn on one of those Some shows. people went crazy over that. That was highly That was r- right after he had stepped down. As the uh, the press spokesman for Trump, so it's still more fresh then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but everybody just morphs into a celebrity. You're just a celebrity. Doesn't matter for what. Right. Right. Whether you're Dennis Rodman or Snoop or whatever, you just kind of morph into a celebrity. Yeah, I remember uh, talking years ago about how famous and infamous uh, the, right. the distinction between those two things disappeared. Joey Buttafuoco. Right. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, a nice editorial in the New York Post, which is good for uh, horrific stories. Um, ladies who need comfort monkeys. And the occasional standing up for uh, semi-conservative principles. Conservative from a New Yorker's point of view. Good editorial by their editorial board here about the new laws um, uh, trying to eliminate contract workers. Cal mm. uh, Unicornia did, the, did this. New York is considering doing this. Which could doom Uber and Lyft right. and newspaper delivery and Uber Eats and a lot of the stuff that I like. Yeah. Uh, you're classified as an employee, not an independent contractor. They set a very, very high bar. Essentially, you can't have independent contractors. Um, and the, the uh, wackadoo governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, is talking about protecting New Yorkers from employment as independent contractors. He'd be wise to see how it works out in California first, writes the editorial board. Um, That's hilarious. You're going to protect workers from jobs that they willingly took and are happy with. And knew the deal going in. Cuomo says more people should be considered employees because what has been happening is companies have been going out of their way to hire independent contractors to get out of offering them benefits. Um, The main force pushing for the law, writes the Post, is organized labor because it's very difficult to unionize independent contractors. Sure, advocates claim the idea is to make companies offer benefits like health insurance and end exemptions from minimum wage and overtime laws, yet everyone working as as an independent contractor knows the deal before they sign up. They take it because they see the other benefits, and I'm going to depart from the editorial. A lot of these other benefits are dependent on it not being a regular employee job. From the ability to work for many different bosses to the power to control their own work schedules and a lot more. The California law already has lots of happy workers worried, and this is a great illustration <clears throat> of how legislation legislation actually works. Travel agents, for example, see their livelihood threatened. Freelance journalists would also be panicking if the law hadn't specifically exempted them, along with other professions that mobilized in time, such as doctors, securities dealers, insurers, and real estate agents. Oh, 
So people who are already connected to government or the media knew how to get themselves exempted and hold on to the gig that they like the way it is. Please note, uh, freelance journalists, doctors, securities dealers, insurance, and real estate agents weren't hankering to be full-time employees or regular employees. They were so intent on keeping the deal the way it was, they lobbied and, and fought to get exempted from those wonderful, protective, concerned new laws. Doesn't that say something to you? Hmm. Then they go on to point out that Uber and Lyft will be fighting the law in court, um, and and they have money and lawyers, so it may only hit much smaller businesses with far tighter profit margins. If Cuomo really means to stand up for workers rather than do another favor for unions, he'll at least put this idea on hold until a lot more evidence rolls in. Well, Cal Unicornia, my cautious friends, has no interest in your evidence or your how it would actually work in the real world. Stupid. That's why it's already the law in California, except for the connected who carved out exemptions because they like their lives as they are because they're grown-ups. Oh, well. I come in. I blow off steam. I go home. It doesn't probably do any good, but what the hell? At some point today, Corey Lewandowski... Keeps my head out of a noose. You're saying? At some point today, Corey Lewandowski, formerly Trump's campaign manager back during the... uh, When he got elected? He was his entire campaign. All right. Is going to testify in a kind of pretend impeachment hearing they're having there in Washington, D.C., and we'll have the highlights for you tomorrow if anything comes out of it. So they want it to look like impeachment for the crowd that's demanding impeachment, but right. it's not actually impeachment mm-hmm. for the uh, the moderates who don't want impeachment to try to hold that all together. Going through the motions, yeah. as they say. All right. Yeah. Good times. Well, you, you know what? The customer's always right. So, the old phony earrings. And ask Corey about, I think, the Stormy Daniels thing. Which is, whew. will he drop a wah-wah on Congress? Oh, I hope he does. Wah-wah. <laughs> Did you just wah-wah a, a, a girl with Down syndrome? That was an unfortunate incident in the otherwise entertaining campaign season. Which we're about into again. Yeah. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everyone. Michelangelo, he's pressing the buttons in the control room. Final thought. All right, I'm still taking suggestions from people about um, low-cost weddings, so keep them coming. Although somebody did suggest I take flowers from a cemetery, and that's not helpful. No. No. It's not a bad tip, though. It It would save you money. There's no... It is an accurate... It's a good way to save money. Oh. I don't think you should do it. I, no, I'm not doing that. You're in a hole. But it would save you money. Oh, for God's sake. Marshall Phillips, our esteemed newsman, final thought. Well, good news. Cargo pants are making a comeback. I'm going to go look in my cargo trunk. You remember cargo trunks and see how many pairs I can find. Bring back classic cargo pants. You don't need new ones. Right. Positive Sean, final thought. Just another recommendation for the HBO show Succession. It's fantastic. It gets better with every episode, and uh, I I love the show. You guys should be watching it, too. 
Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share? We got one million texts with gun recommendations, as I talked about wanting to buy an AR-15. So uh, thank you for all that. I'll read through every single one of them. And also we got this text. Jack, I agree. Soccer does suck. So I pass that along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, that was confirmation bias. <laughs> oh, yeah. My final thought is that I, Joe Getty, celebrate the return of the cargo pant, an excellent pant. Yes. With utility and comfort. Correct. And I would like to nominate for next year's perhaps regrettable trend the return of the painter's pant. Here, here. Another handy, handy pant. In case I want to ha- carry around a hammer in one of those loops. The loops, the extra pockets, the yes. whiteness of them. Yes, so much to like. <laughs> yeah, cargo shorts and cargo pants, uh, really handy. Uh, I can carry around a lot yeah. of stuff in those pockets. Right. I just bought a couple, two, three pairs of these pants I'm wearing right now, which are allegedly like hiking guide pants. Okay. I don't guide a lot of hikes. <laughs> I mean, if oh, you ask me where something is, I might say it's over here. Come this way. The pants don't guide you on the hike. Well, no, I don't think so, <laughs> but they're almost a cargo pants. Oh, you're, you're, you're close. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour work day. So many people think. Go to Armstrong and Getty Radio. I'm sorry, armstrongandgetty.com. I have a lot of great clicks for you there. And we will see you tomorrow. God bless America. You're having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's good. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. And we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, you're, we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing it's not raw, it's And I try it. All right. Genre. Yes. Yes. That was pretty good. Armstrong and Getty.